Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Real Vision Crypto. I'm Ash Bennington. I'm joined today by Richard Kim, general partner at Galaxy Interactive, to talk about gaming, social tokens, AI, Web3, and so much more. Richard, welcome to Religion Crypto. Thanks for having me. Uh, so Richard, you've had a really interesting life. We were talking a little bit off camera. Uh, you're someone who could have done just about anything, uh, and you wound up in the crypto space. Tell us a little bit about your background before you got to Galaxy. Um, I started my career in the heart of the financial crisis in 07 uh, on the legal side, uh, where I worked at Clary Gottlieb right out of law school, which is a big law firm in New York, uh, focused on derivatives and, and regulation. Uh, which was an interesting time during peak financial crisis. You know, it was an environment where I was thrown into, you know, thinking about questions like what happens when Goldman, you know, uh, issues an early termination notice against Morgan Stanley, which obviously didn't happen, but was very close to happening. Um, and and so analyzing the implications of of these kind of uh, cascading defaults and such was something that occupied the first year of my career. After a few years of being a lawyer, I realized that that was kind of like being the world's greatest expert at uh, literally a paragraph or two of the bankruptcy code. Um, kind of like, you know, knowing how to fix an incredibly arcane part of a car, but not knowing how cars run. So um, in 2010, I moved over to the JP Morgan initially on the legal side to kind of broaden my my horizons a bit. And by 2012, I'd moved over to the FX business uh, to uh, be a business manager in FX options. Um, over the next few years, I, I uh, essentially became the COO of FX and emerging markets trading at, at uh, JP and was quite involved in in the electronic trading franchise in particular um, and 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 really seeing through the, the changes that were necessary to, to bring, um, you know, an, a, a spot trading desk and kind of old world FX franchise into a kind of electronic first regime. And so I think a lot of those lessons were quite interesting to me in looking at, uh, at crypto where, um, you know, I first moved over to Goldman in 2015 to do a, a similar role as, as I had at JP. Um, but by 2017, I, um, I started to look into crypto uh, mainly with a, with an eye towards, figuring out how to get Goldman trading crypto, because to me, it was just another FX pair at the end of the day, settled differently. You know, I was surprised in 2017 to see the intensity of the negative reaction to that from a call it internal business development standpoint. You know, by the end of the year, um, had really morphed quite substantially in line with the rise in crypto markets that year. There's probably this sort of equal skepticism on the outside uh, of uh, people in the crypto community, in the Bitcoin community, especially, I would imagine, in 2017, uh, who were probably not thrilled about Goldman getting into the business. Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I'd say... Uh, at the time, there was so much speculative fervor, particularly by the end of the year, that everyone was looking for any <laughs> any headline that would propel the rally, basically. So I'd say it was actually pretty universally positive um, uh, with a lot of anticipation on uh, what that offering might look like. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember being on you know the kickoff call 
and having 157 compliance people um, kind of attend that first meeting. Uh, and I had, I had the, the um, general counsel uh, at the kind of corporate level call me and, uh, and say, you, you got to manage this process better because everyone wanted to be part of a, a movement, right? I mean, crypto was the thing. And then 2017, when you get used to, you know, these zero sum markets where you're talking about pips and fractions of this or that, um, to, to talk about crypto was really captivating a lot of the minds back then. And so, um, you know, I, 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 would, I was really proud of, of that initiative. And I think Goldman could have actually stood up something pretty quickly, but I, I, I left in the first quarter of 2018 um, to join Mike Novogratz at, at Galaxy Digital, uh, initially as uh, the, the COO, um, but within the first few months of, of 2018, eventually by the end of 2018, joining full-time on the venture side with my current partner, Sam. Um, and, you know, together we're the, the, the two GPs at Galaxy Interactive, which is a $650 million franchise um, uh, completely focused on the interactive entertainment space and this idea that our digital identities have become just as real as our physical ones. Let's zoom the camera out for a moment. Uh, for people who aren't familiar uh, with Galaxy Digital, tell us a little bit about what Galaxy Digital does and then how Galaxy Interactive fits into that schema. So I guess let me rewind to when I first joined Galaxy Digital and, and the reason I, I joined. I mean, to me, it was a, it was a really interesting mix of kind of startup-like potential. Um, you know, when I joined, there were a couple dozen people. Uh, now, now we're in the hundreds. Um, we had just raised, um, you know, a couple hundred million uh, to essentially go public on the Toronto Venture Stock Exchange, um, which didn't end up happening until uh, until I think it was August of 2018, um, sometime in Q3. Um, by which point the markets looked substantially different from when the funds were initially raised um, in the first quarter. So. It was an interesting environment to be thrown into, you know, the the kind of all the pre-revenue uh, frenetic nature of a startup, but with a lot of the kind of institutional and, and compliance infrastructure of a, of a public company. Um, the idea behind Galaxy, which has always uh, made, made a lot of conceptual sense to me, um, is this is your beta to the idea of... Um, you know, the, the, the institutional version of crypto um, hitting mainstream, right? So that includes a trading business, an asset management business, a banking business, and a principal investments arm. Um, you know, within, within the kind of principal investments slash asset, asset management side of things. For people who are not familiar uh, with the traditional financial space, that's a huge amount of coverage that you guys are doing. I think Steve Kurtz uh, said it in some ways it's it's like it's like Goldman uh, and BlackRock together because you guys have uh, the sort of the, the the banking side of the business or the the plumbing side of the business on the one hand, and on the other you have uh, asset management and a venture arm. I mean, it's just a, an extraordinary amount uh, of space that you guys are covering. Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's the the access side of things, but then there's also just the synergy side of things so you know i think over the last few months in particular it's been gratifying to me to see that finally realized um you know from from a lot of the early ideas three three and a half years ago to or four years ago to, to now actually being implemented in in practice so you know on the on the venture side my partner sam had raised uh the 325 million dollar galaxy eos vc fund <clears throat> which started as a ecosystem fund focused on, uh, you know, opportunities on the EOS blockchain. Um, and 
one of the kind of early observations uh, we had in looking at the sector was, um, you know, to the extent, um, you know, to the extent the EOS blockchain in particular was going to be a, a blockchain that had an impact in the world. Um, you know, the, the best shot of that happening was to invest in the applications and founders um, who were most likely to make, you know, a practical impact in the world, as opposed to, you know, just talking about a blockchain pitch. Um, and so, you know, we quickly honed in on the interactive entertainment sector being pretty interesting because of the foundational unlock that blockchain provided uh, in providing um, you know, a fungible layer for virtual goods to be traded, exchanged, and for you to finally own monetary value in a lot of these gaming ecosystems where, you know, I'd say there was a lot of sentimental value uh, as evidenced by the fact that gaming is a $175 billion a year market. So a lot of consumption value, but not a lot of investment value, right? Arguably the ROI of buying a Fortnite skin is in pure monetary terms minus 100%. Now, obviously, players don't look at it that way. Right. And if anything, the crypto uh, world has gone too far in the direction of, oh, you're getting no value for all these purchases in, in game. I mean, that's, <clears throat> that's a pretty ridiculous statement uh, because of, of the consumption value. But the interesting thing to consider is whether you can get all of that entertainment slash consumption value out of virtual goods while also tapping into real world value. Uh, in a way that um, the extrinsic motivations of doing so don't essentially completely swallow a lot of the intrinsic joy you get um, <clears throat> from from this activity. And that's probably worth exploring uh, later on. Yeah, that's a, sort of a fascinating point. There have been all of these studies that show that there's this sort of almost an inverse relationship uh, between external motivation and internal motivation. Sometimes it's a, a fascinating idea. Uh, but before we transition to that, I want to bring up this graphic that you guys have uh, at Galaxy Interactive that shows the scope of this space. Uh, obviously, you can see it on your screen right now. Uh, this is something that is sort of uh, a kind of complex, uh, richly ramified space that you guys uh, are thinking about. Walk us through this image and explain what we're seeing. You know, what you see on this slide is really the, the sectors that we've invested in as a fund. You know, now we... But four years into three and a half into into our investing history, we've invested in 97 companies, um, you know, and deployed. Let's see, we've deployed nearly 500 million uh, into these companies. And really, the broad thesis here is that the the rise of the self sovereign digital native is driving one of the biggest consumer TAM expansions. Um, in the modern internet era. Hey, if you like this clip, be sure to check out the full interview and more only on realvision.com forward slash crypto. It's 100% free. Sign up now.